0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, <laughs> eternal I impact. Welcome standard. to Text Talk. I
1: for the Lord, Gird your armor on. Stand firm, everyone. Press happy Monday, Edwin. Happy Monday, Andrew. And happy April, Edwin. It is a new month. April has come upon us. Spring has sprung. It's so exciting. The daffodils are blooming. The yeah. butterflies are fluttering, the birds are singing. Is it is it
0: the April showers bring May flowers?
1: Yes. So maybe the daffodils aren't
0: blooming. Well, I just know we're needing some rain here in Florida. Well, I know. It is I would like to turn the sprinkler bone.
1: off at uh-huh. my house. Uh-huh. We put some sod in earlier in the spring and I'd I'd like for, you know, the weather to start to start taking care of that. It was so funny moving to Florida,
0: and I learned here people buy their grass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And every so often you got to do that, man. You got to get that sod, got to replace it, and got to water it
1: mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. day. every so day. so there's some
0: survival tips for all you new Floridians yeah. that are moving in like at a thousand a day. It's like the
1: Valley of Baca in my front yard. That's exactly right.
0: Oh. And if all you right, hang well, with us this week, you're going to learn all about best. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and the more the merrier in Florida. That's the other that's thing right. I'm going to say. That's We're glad right. you're moving down our way.
1: Well, let's jump into Psalm 84. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version to the choir master, according to the Gittith, a psalm of the sons of Korah. We've left the Asaphite Psalms. This is now a psalm of the sons of Korah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. What a beautiful psalm. Beautiful. Calling
0: out to God. I love the imagery in this psalm. You know, as you were beginning, you uh, pointed out in the heading that this is according to or a psalm of the sons of Korah. Yeah. And so I guess maybe we would start by saying, well, who was Korah? Where does he fit into all of this?
1: Korah was a descendant of Levi. He was mm-hmm. one of the Kohathites. Now, here's the interesting thing. Korah was one of the men who rebelled against Moses and Aaron. I thought that sounded familiar, yeah. the rebellion of Korah. Yeah. Same Korah, guy? Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. This mm-hmm. is Korah. However, it tells us very clearly in Numbers chapter 26 and verse 11 that Korah's sons, or he had some sons that did not die. And so their descendants continue on. Mm-hmm. We get to see them at multiple places following that in First and Second Chronicles and Numbers. We get to see them uh, later. In in the text, as they are fulfilling fulfilling their roles as Levites carrying certain items of the tabernacle as they're wandering through the wilderness, and then having certain jobs at when the tabernacle is set in Jerusalem, and then when the temple is built in Jerusalem, and then you have sons of Korah that are set apart, kind of like Asaphites, mm-hmm. who who have charge over some of the singing and the worship, mm-hmm. the singing and the worship, and
0: uh, was it also the gates?
1: Well, they they do become doorkeepers or gatekeepers in the temple. We certainly see that. And I know that's going to come up as we talk about some things in this psalm.
0: So there were a lot of different roles that the Levites played in keeping all of the temple worship and the system going.
1: And back when we hit the first um, set of Sons of Korah psalms, which were back in Book 2, Psalm 42 through 49, we did learn of one of the famous Korahites, probably the most famous Korahite. And that is Samuel. Ah. Samuel is probably the The other prophet Samuel, other than Korah himself, the most famous Korahite. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. So we've come back to then this
0: school of psalmists, these descendants, these Levites, and they've got some wonderful things to say, particularly in crying out to God, and there's a lot of blessing that comes up in this psalm, yeah. and um, almost a sense of a journey in this psalm, oh, because yeah. it looks like uh, this would be sung for these Levites
1: maybe on the on the road per se. Or well, yeah, I think we've got. So this is certainly a pilgrimage type psalm okay. here. Now. One of the things that really is intriguing is if you go back to Psalm 42 and 43, those two went together and that was the one, why are you cast down? O my soul. That's where we find as the deer pants for the water. So my soul longs for you, Mm -hmm. both in that first set of Sons of Korah Psalms and this one, they begin with a longing to be with God. Mm -hmm. Whoever this is that's writing is separated is not able to be with God and is longing to get back to God. This one uh, seems to have a a more blessed yeah. attitude. Psalm forty two and forty three was a little bit more despairing. Well, I was just going to say, I
0: I don't get the sense reading this psalm that the separation between God and the psalmist is because of sin or God. You know, the feeling of forsakenness. Yeah. I mean, it seems
1: like this psalmist knows where God is to be found and he's going to get there. Yeah. In 42 and 43, it's much more of lament mm-hmm. here. This is much more of, again, the pilgrimage song. It, it's not one of the songs of a sense, which are the ones that um, folks have some different ideas about it. But the general view is that those were probably psalms that were sung as people were making a pilgrimage back to mm-hmm. Jerusalem for one of the feast days, And this and has one of those kind of
0: some of the ascending of Temple Mount, yeah, right? going up certain steps, yeah, well, there was yeah. certainly
1: some folks have that idea as well in, in either way, it's that ascent to the mountain, the pilgrimage to get into the presence of God. This has much more of a feel of the the joy we're on the journey we're going to get there. Though there's a little bit of a hint that this psalmist may not be able to go with them, hmm. but uh, it's still more of that joy of the journey than the lament of the separation.
0: So the happy traveler. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we've got this pilgrimage. Now, I, one of the things, as I was reading and studying, see Hassel Bullock in his uh, installment on the Psalms and the teach the text commentary series. He had this statement, his, when he said, here's the big idea for this Psalm. And I, I just thought this was fantastic. The journey of faith is shaped by its destination. Mm. I, I just loved that statement. No, I yeah. Let's let that sink in. want you said, read that one more time. What's it, what did he say? The journey of faith is shaped by its destination. That is cool. So you're going somewhere. yeah, you have and I get it. you know, I know a yeah. lot of times we talk about it's about the journey. it's not about the destination. that's true. but the destination shapes the journey because I believe I'm going somewhere mm-hmm. because I have a faith about where I'm going. It allows me to conduct the journey in a way of faith. And that's what we see in the psalm.
0: That is a statement that is full of purpose and full of hope. I'm going to a
1: place, a better place. This psalmist sees the courts of the Lord as a dwelling place. He's got this beautiful imagery. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. While a couple of folks that I read about this Viewed this as very metaphorical and just the psalmist describing himself as one who flits and floats like a bird from place to place, but will finally find a home in the temple. Most would suggest that you know the courts of the temple were open air, right? And when you came into the temple, it was way up there. And what you would see is birds who uh, just just a very practical, pragmatic. When you come in, there's going to be nesting birds uh, in the eaves and in the tops of the temple, and there's there's a place for them to find a home. And he says, look, just like those birds are finding homes in the temple, I know that's what I'm gonna find Mm. in the presence of the Lord. It's a place of safety around your altar, uh, a place of safety Mm -hmm. and dwelling. And that's where they're going. And so there'll be some hardships, there'll be some tough times, there'll be some good times, but what this psalmist is gonna do and what the pilgrim is gonna do is gonna hang on because the pilgrim knows where he or she is going. I love that in verse 10 to go along with this imagery, a
0: day in your courts is better than a thousand. Mm, Yes. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Yeah. Just the idea that being there is worth any kind of price or any kind of sacrifice. It's all worth it. And what an encouraging message that Christians need to take today. You know, when I think about our destination and our hope to be with the Lord in heaven, It's worth it. It is so worth it. Yeah,
1: yes. Warren Wiersbe, so I guess today will be my day to quote people I read, but I loved this statement also in his Bible exposition commentary. He says, a vagabond has no home. Mm -hmm. A fugitive is running from home. Mm. A stranger is away from home. A pilgrim is heading home. Ah that's nice. Again these guys who are writing this they just this these turns of phrase and I love that. And but that statement really got an idea in my head because Uh, As the the folks, as I was reading things and studying and seeing what different folks had to say about this psalm, uh, you would hear things about pilgrimages that that they would have to the feasts Mm -hmm. and maybe Mm -hmm. even trying to figure out which feast because, oh, it mentions the early rain. Right. That may be in the seventh month, you know, the times of, okay, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Sometimes they made the connection to Psalm 42 and 43. Maybe there's something about a psalmist who wants to get back but can't maybe an illness maybe infirmity maybe age maybe captivity even even though you don't it's it's not said uh, but uh, in the context of the psalms that preceded it maybe that's the problem maybe maybe but when i thought about the statement that Wearsby made about the pilgrim is heading home i am reminded Mm -hmm. that for most of the year Levites and priests did not dwell in Jerusalem. Oh, that's a really good point. That's right. For most of the year, they dwelled in Levitical cities throughout the land. Throughout the land. In fact, the Korahites would, according to Joshua 21, uh, the, the the Korahites were under the Kohathites, that one of the Levite sons. The Kohathites, they dwelt in Ephraim, in Dan, and in Manasseh. And Northern so for kingdoms. most of the year, they would not have been in Jerusalem. No. I... I think like the priests and the Levites, normally they would have two courses a year of two weeks apiece. I think uh-huh. that's kind of how that would work. But, but in any event, they, they spent most of the year on a farmland in one of the Levitical cities throughout the nation, and they would spend maybe a month in Jerusalem. Doing so,
0: temple service.
1: So I got to thinking about that if it were me. If it were me, which, which place would I feel like was home? Well, I got to tell you, if I'm 11 months out of the year in Ephraim or Dan or Manasseh, some of the cities are like Shechem or Ajalon. So, like, if my home, if my house right. is in Shechem, if my family lives in Shechem, if my if my pastures are in Shechem, well, 11 months out of the year, like, look, look, that's home. And I, okay, well, now I got to travel to Jerusalem and do my job. And boy, I'll be glad when that's over, so I can get back home. But what we have here is the priest that sees it exactly opposite. Yeah. You know, he spends most of the year working this farmland at his house, but home is the temple. Yeah. Home is the place that, man, I can't wait to get back and do my job in the temple, serve the Lord, worship with his people. Um, one of the, I can't remember if this is the Isaac Watts song or the, what is his name? Henry Light song based on this song, but, but the sweet converse of his people. Uh, That's what that that idea of being in the temple, having the sweet converse of his people, the conversation, the the communication, the togetherness. It's just such
0: a a spiritually rich thought that home is where God is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Home is where God is.
1: Absolutely. I think we should wrap up after that good statement. Our great God
0: and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. We ask your blessings on all who are listening to the podcast today and whatever their walks of life are taking them. Father, we pray that we might remember that it is a walk of life. It is a journey. We who are your children are pilgrims in this world. Help us to remember that we're heading home. And Father, to put you in the middle of that home, and we pray, Father, that you might guide us there by the grace of Jesus Christ and the power of your gospel. In his name we pray, amen. Amen.
1: Please remember to subscribe, rate and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Ready, steady pass the word along. Onward, forward shout aloud Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.